Zainab and we are the London Girls and you're listening to the London Girls podcast welcome back welcome back and we are now podcasting from quarantined London quarantined UK um lockdown yeah we were self-isolating self-quarantining from a week before the lockdown happened because my husband's workplace had two cases. So they advised that all of us stay home. So we were out. I've, I don't know what, I don't, I've, I've completely lost track because I've been off everything for the longest time. Um, it's just been so long, yeah. So it's just like all the days go into one. My watch tells me what day it is. I had no idea what's going on day to day. Wow. How have you been finding it? Um, so I'm working, working from home every day. And I think that's something that definitely helps me keep track of time. (laughs) Yeah. Even though like I start work at nine and literally open up my laptop at, well, I wake up at probably 8.45 and open my laptop at 8.55 and start working for nine o'clock. Um, it's, it's been, it's been like ups and downs. I don't think anyone can say they're having a blast Mm. during this time because it's definitely a challenging one we've never had to do anything like this before we've never had to be on be in this this circumstance before so so uncertain yeah it's like every single day I'm just kind of like learning something new about myself and learning something new in life in general and I'm just I'm just plodding along, just taking every single day as it comes. And I think I'm at the point now where, like, I just want to be a bit more productive outside of my my job. Yeah. So, you know, like, after, like, working, I'd probably just, like, put Netflix on and just relax or just put some music on and not really try think try not really think too much about anything or try to do anything so I just want to relax my brain but now I'm at the point where I'm just like okay I'm actually bored I, I want to do something you feel ready to so, actually you know put the feelers out and figure out what it is that you want to do and like think about these creative avenues you want to go down now to the space for yes definitely definitely yeah so I'm trying to remember where we left off in our last episode. I think it was probably something Beyonce related. I'm not sure because <laughs> <laughs> I know we did talk about Beyonce a whole lot in the past. We were supposed to go see um, the show the last time that we um, that second show, and it was the the Jay Z and Beyonce gig that we were meant to go to together at the O2, yes. and then you couldn't go in the end. Um, yes, and um, I ended up going. You and, told me you went with yeah, your husband. I went with my husband, and he was quite underwhelmed the whole time <laughs> but, um, that was the last thing we were talking about and I think just I think I was being quite um, I was talking about motherhood and new motherhood and all the stresses I'd encountered and mm. yeah it was um, it was a very different time my, my daughter's going to be three in May 
um, I feel like I'm in a different place. And obviously now I'm in, I'm in, you know, lockdown, and yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm not working from home. I am still employed and everything, but um, because I work in a school, I'm not with the students, so I'm just. I, there's nothing I can do. Um, so mm. I, I'm just at home, and I, so I'm losing track of everything. But I am spending loads of time, obviously, with my daughter and my husband. Um, it's it's been amazing to see her daily because I don't really see her during the day she's either at nursery or she's with my mum so I'm really seeing how her energy levels work how her her eating is and all kinds of things that I don't usually see in the daytime because it's nursery mainly dealing with it or my mum mainly dealing with it in the daytime obviously on the weekends but it's only two days of the week most of the week she's away from me Um, and she's yeah she's so happy to have us both there together listening to the two of us talking to each other um Mm. she loves it she's picking up a lot in the garden every day um yeah my day has the schedule is her my day hasn't got its own schedule and my schedule is my daughter and what she needs for the whole day that's really beautiful though yeah no i'm i can i can enjoy it so much more because i'm not at work because i'm not thinking about anything else at the minute so much I'm just committed to kind of seeing her day through, really. Um, but, you know, once she gets to sleep, obviously, it's, well, let's try and watch a movie, let's try and do something creative, let's try and record a podcast. Um, I'm now yeah, actually... Yeah, try and squeeze something in. Yeah, squeeze <laughs> some things in. She's, you know, giving me that time she falls asleep by, like, 7.30. Can, I can have a bit of um, creative time. Um, I haven't. Is there a part of your mind that thinks this is probably what life would be like if I was a stay-at-home mother? Oh my days! Yeah, actually, I haven't thought about that because I'm just like obviously expected to go back to work after this, and I haven't haven't been unemployed since I've had her. I've always worked. Um, you have never been unemployed a whole day in your life. <laughs> <laughs> I was briefly unemployed. No, no, I was actually. I was briefly unemployed uh, unemployed in August last year when I left my old job. Of the charity that I worked Very for. Very briefly. Um, and then a month later, I was like working in the school. Um, so yeah, I haven't really thought about not being in work. But I, you know what? When I first had her, I was thinking I could just be a stay-at-home mum and bake all day. I could do it. I just want to stay at home and bake and cook, look after my child. Um, and I'm doing it now, basically. Yeah, I'm having a bit of an unemployed self you know, stay at home mum kind of experience now. It's been it's been intense. It's not any easier than work. <laughs> Definitely not. Mm. It's not easier. I'm gonna ask you a tough question. I remember you sh- shortly after having your daughter you said that you wanted to have another child so that they could grow up together. <laughs> Now, imagine if you did have that other child and you were quarantining with your with your daughter who's almost three and you had an infant. Oh. Do you think that you could survive this? Well, you, you just adapt, don't you? So I just have to. I would just have to. But, boy. <laughs> Actually, I was meant to have a kid. I was meant to have a second kid by now. Like, really, I was meant to have a second kid by now. But, no, I'm, I don't. And I, I'm not ready to. Um, it was a big thing for me to be healthy again before having my second child and I took two years away from everything so from creating music from exercising from even walking too much like I wasn't doing anything Mm. for like two years 
And I've only just literally in the last month started really exercising again. And that's... Well, when you sent me that video of you throwing a log (laughs) in your garden, and just for the listeners, Janice sent me a video of her throwing a log. Actually, no, you weren't throwing a log. You were deadlifting and squatting. You were squatting and deadlifting with a fat log in your garden. (laughs) And I just... I could not understand what was going on. Like, there's a part of me that's like, yay, go Janice, you're doing it. But then there's another part of me that's like, wow, that must really hurt. <laughs> the back pain. <laughs> it's, it's actually been okay. Like, I, um, I haven't been to the... I, actually, I started... Before lockdown happened, I was actually... I joined the gym in January 2020. Because 2020 mm-hmm. was going to be my year of going to the gym and drinking more water. And um, I cancelled my membership at the end of February, when I realised things were going wow. a bit skewiff, basically, in terms of the world and the pandemic. And I figured I could just jog, you know, from home. I don't really want to go to the yeah. gym anymore. Uh, by March, I didn't have a gym membership, basically. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of going that way again. And I used to weightlift before. I used to do, like, yeah. an Olympic-style weightlifting before I had my daughter. So I've, I, I know the technique for doing it properly. The tree is slightly a different hold you know the purchase of it is a bit different but I can do it safely and it feels pretty good it's not too heavy for me um I've really enjoyed it I feel like I'm getting stronger already um I'm jogging for an hour every day like I'm doing like an hour in my garden just the length of my garden back and forth very slow jogging it works up to about three miles in the hour I'm very slow I could probably walk that fast but it's just kind of like the lifting of the knees and the moving of the arms to make it a jog and I just yeah mm-hmm. my resting heart rates come down significantly in the last month it used to be at 90 92 for no reason and now it's at 72 when I wake up in the morning wow. 72 beats per minute so it's just within the month it's such a huge difference to my heart and that's one thing I like about mm-hmm. jogging as horrible as it can feel to have to get up and jog the impact it has on your body almost immediately is so impressive it's my favourite form of exercise, mm. even though I hate exercising, it's my favourite form of exercise is jogging. And obviously the strengthening from the weightlifting is just to kind of make myself strong enough to jog and to run. So it's been cool. It's been good. I haven't had to... That's brilliant. I haven't really missed going outside to jog. I haven't missed that at all. Or going to the gym. I don't miss it. I just adapted, I think, in, in the space I have. How about you? I noticed... I noticed that you also use uh, technology to track things. A lot. Have you been, yeah, and and you're not even one of those people that just wears those watches for the sake of wearing it. Like, I noticed that you actually track a lot of things. How has data, um, what, what, or should I say, what part has data played in you tracking your fitness and just your general health journey? Uh, I think for me... I like seeing the journey and I'm quite bad at things like taking pictures. I'm really bad at taking progress pics, but something for me that's always been a a big deal is my resting heart rate. So when Mm -hmm. I first started exercising before, it was my resting heart rate came coming down that really encouraged me. And this time again, after being sedentary for two years, my resting heart rate coming down is something that's really kind of um, helped me. So using my Fitbit to see um, to see how my heart rate's improving, how my heart health is improving, 
regardless of what my weight is doing, regardless of how fast I'm running, just seeing that alone is such a big thing for me. And, you know, waking Mm. up in the morning, seeing I'm at 62 beats per minute, it's like, it's really encouraging for me and it makes me want to continue doing it. And the the app that it has around it shows me so much about my heart health and how my heart responds to exercise. It's, it's, It's exactly what I need. Seeing my steps through the day, seeing how it's increased in the last month, seeing how it's increased in comparison to three months ago, how the increase has happened from a year ago. I think at this point, from what I can see on my data, I'm already, I've already taken more steps in the first four months of 2020 than I did for all of 2019. So in 20, wow. yeah. So I can see that from, because I, I always wear this watch and it always measures my steps. I've already taken more steps four months in. Um, and I've already exercised more four months in. It's just, yeah, it was nothing like that last year. It was very sedentary last year. So, um, mm. yeah, the data is a huge thing for me. It's really encouraging. I like seeing the numbers. I feel like I'm really improving myself from what I can see here. It's, yeah, it's really encouraging. My husband doesn't, like, care too much for this kind of stuff. He just exercises just because that's his lifestyle. Yeah. But it's really not my lifestyle. So as someone who is, <laughs> yeah, as someone who is not, like, naturally just I've always exercised, I've always done sport, this, the data stuff keeps me hanging on. It keeps me encouraged, definitely. Mm. What are you doing right now for your own health and like keeping your immune system challenged in terms of, you know, strong and just keeping yourself happy as well? What are you doing? So I I always joke with people and say that I'm a minimalist when it comes to exercise <laughs> because uh, <laughs> if that's even a thing, but it's because I do actually like and enjoy exercise but just for short bursts short periods of time like I don't like to be there for hours and hours doing something unless it's cycling oh yeah like I I lose track of cycling like I can cycle for forever obviously my it gets to a point where my thighs start to burn but I just keep on going (laughs) keep on going like a mad woman uh, so yeah, I've been cycling, skipping as well, and also just using weights. Like I'm really happy that I've got weights, and I don't need to go to a gym or don't need to depend on a gym. I think I just realised that I just wasn't really into going to the gym because it just meant too much planning. Like I had to figure out, okay, you know. Got to come home from work, got to have something to eat, and then I have to go back out to the gym, or I have to go straight to the gym from work, and have to figure out how to get a meal in between that. Like all of that was just too much, yeah. just too much admin for me. Whereas I like working out in the comfort of my home. I like putting some music on. I like putting a candle on, or maybe my essential oil diffuser. Just like setting a nice calm atmosphere. And I can bend and squat with no one watching me or perving on me or waiting for me to finish using a piece of equipment. <laughs> exactly. I'm so done with that. Um, yeah, and I think it's, as well as like the physical movement, I'm also keeping my mind active and getting back into 
the type of podcasts that I used to listen to a long time ago, which is really interesting. I used to listen to a lot of psychology podcasts, like, this is probably like 10 years ago now, probably like before podcasts are what they are today. Um, if I don't know if anyone would be interested interested in this, but there's a podcast that I listen to called Psychology in Seattle, and love 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 this podcast because it is an actual qualified and practicing uh, therapist and and couples yes he's a couples therapist and his name. The person who runs it is a gentleman called Dr. Kirk Honda, obviously based in Seattle, America. And I just love his podcast so much because he discusses things and people and situations and real life events through the lens of a a psychologist. And he was, I was listening to an episode where he was really breaking down R. Kelly. Okay. Uh, and just all the psychological elements surrounding R. Kelly and his issues and and the things that he's done, you know, and just what the kind of impact that whole documentary had on the world, surviving R. Kelly. Um, and he also does reaction, really cool reaction videos to reality shows. Okay. So he he's been doing reaction videos to the netflix show love is blind or is it yeah it's, i think it's called is love blind or love is blind yeah. i don't did you watch that by I, the way I, after i watched it at your your home that time i'm about three episodes in i didn't come back to it enough and i keep meaning no, to, you have to i need finish to finish it. it i do want to <laughs> so it's kind of almost sort of like analyzing the characters on these shows yeah he's analyzing them in a way that is not just like any old person analyzing like he's he's using proper theory and method and talking about behavioral aspects that the average person probably wouldn't like even notice like it could be like a slight gesture or something that would be quite subtle but he would be like no that's passive aggressive behavior and when it, the way he breaks it down it really shows you that there's so much to communication that's like, uh, shall I say, is is non-verbal and then also stuff that goes unnoticed a lot of the time. So yeah, super, super obsessed and into, into that. Uh, what's it called again? Psychology in Seattle, yes. They've got podcasts, they've got a YouTube channel. Definitely check out their material because if you're into that stuff, they have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of content. They've been making podcasts since 2008. That's a really long time. Like, you, you'll never run out of things to watch and listen mm-hmm. from them. It's, um, so you're just kind of like going back to your old faves in terms of podcasts and rediscovering mm. and, re- like, just catching up in episodes and stuff, I guess. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just diving deep into content. Uh, I'm not really feeling like social media at the moment. I just find it just a bit overwhelming and really dark and quite negative. So I'm watching a lot of things on YouTube. Um, 
I'm watching a lot of anime on Netflix. Just stuff, like light-hearted light material that is just keeping my mind occupied and busy. But also have boundaries in terms of, you know, you click on it because you're expecting to see a certain thing rather than scrolling through Instagram or scrolling through Twitter and things popping up at you and it's just, you know, anxiety-inducing. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I think there was what, there was one day I was on Twitter and I was scrolling and, like, every single every other tweet was about how someone had 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 um every other tweet was about how someone had lost someone you know like someone family member or friend had passed away and it was just getting to the point where i have a lot of empathy also sympathy for for the losses but at the same time i'm at capacity with this like i don't really know if i can continue reading these tweets and you know, it's it's kind of affecting me, you know, when every other tweet is like, my husband just died, or my girlfriend died, or my mum's dead, or my dad just died, and I can't even say goodbye. It's really a lot. Yeah, yeah it is. But my, my heart my heart does go out to the people who who have lost people, love, love, lost loved ones and family due to this horrendous situation. I hope that you find healing and strength in this time. It's really difficult. Yeah. It's, and obviously it's, you can't really control what's coming in via social media unless you cut it off and, you know, choose other sources of information, control sources of information. But it's everywhere. It's, it's, it's hard to avoid. It is hard to avoid. And then obviously, eventually it affects people that you know and love and, it gets closer and closer. So you're just kind of praying constantly to be spared, really, to be spared yeah. the, the horror of it. Um, yeah, definitely all all well wishes, all prayers to, to those people who are struggling right now and who are really facing just an awful time, and a really awful time, an uncertain time. Um, not only with, obviously, the actual you know, the disease itself, the COVID-19, the virus itself, but just the uncertainty that comes from, you know, not understanding, not knowing where your next pay packet's coming from, if you're going to keep having your job, you know, all of these things are a huge stress and a huge challenge on top of the fear of catching coronavirus right now. Um, yeah. It's, it's just such an uncertain time. The uncertainty is the thing that's really, yeah, it's the panic really. Yeah, we're all in this state of collective anxiety and I think that some people's anxieties are more than others and a lot of people are projecting their own anxieties onto other people and it's it's understandable, you know. People do use social media as a way to communicate how they feel. Sometimes no one really... Sometimes people actually really just didn't need to know how you felt but it's your right and prerogative to share that. Yeah. On social, on social media, that's what it's there for. But everyone also does have the right to exercise their own boundaries and to to shut shut all of, shut all of that off, distance yourself from the social media platforms if you need to, because sometimes it's just not healthy. It's just not conducive to 
a positive and sound mind. And also mute those family members if you need to that are bombarding you with conspiracy theories. I have a couple of you cousins. Know what, yeah. Oh boy. I I I'm so blessed, yeah, that I actually don't have family members like this. <laughs> I'm so blessed, and in in particular my mum, because I know my mum is part of those auntie group watch, uh, WhatsApp chats. I know, <laughs> I know she's part of them, and I know she gets sent a loads of crap. But at the same time, she's a healthcare professional herself, yeah. so anything that she does see, she probably would just take it with a pinch of salt and would prioritize the knowledge that she has around professional healthcare as opposed to hearsay and gossip and conspiracy. Mm-hmm that's been sent around on whatsapp and my mom is so sweet all she does is send me like prayers and like she actually sends me prayers <laughs> on whatsapp really and she's just really wonderful and sweet in that way exactly what we need at this time i don't need to see exactly. theories about 5g i don't need to see any of that Oh my god. It. Just stop it. <laughs> I've had to mute I've had to mute like two people. It's like I love you, I saw, but um, I don't wanna I don't wanna see this. Please stop. I, I saw someone put on um someone wrote on Twitter that these five G conspiracy theorists are the same people that haven't eaten a piece of vegetable in like a whole year or so. <laughs> something silly like that how basically it is speaking to the fact that people are worried about the wrong things you know 5g is not even a new thing so you know anyway let's not talk about 5g no. we really don't want to talk let's talk, talk about, about let's talk about beauty regimes at this time of lockdown yes as we are the london girls podcast and we do discuss all things beauty womanhood and femininity what are you doing seeing as the nail shops are closed the hair shops are closed like even the ethnic beauty shops are closed everything is shut down how are you looking are you looking like a hot mess or well are you still holding it down i think i think that my my styling anyway did not rely on these things (laughs) i've always done my own hair i only put nails on for a holiday and I have eyelashes at home. So, you know, my own eyelashes are what I've always kind of... I've never I've never <laughs> worn false eyelashes, basically. So, I'm fine. You put these locks in, these crochet locks in, at the end of February. I still have them. Are you I kidding me? And they're, Wait, looking, you t- they're have looking very you... rustic, but it works. Because that's what my style so is. So you haven't actually taken them no. out? Um, no, I have oh. I have rinsed my scalp with apple cider vinegar and like conditioner. Yeah. But no, I've I've kept them in. I've kept them in and I'm going to keep them in. Because where am I going? <laughs> Why take them out? Yeah. So I've left them in. I can't believe you still have this hairstyle. End of February, yeah. you know. We're in the middle of April. I'm going till the end of April and then I'm gonna remove them and try and reinstall. I'm so afraid to reinstall because I can't gain row. And I know these cane rows are going to be wonky as hell if I take your cane rows out. So I'm scared. Well, do you know what? As soon as this lockdown is over, honestly, I'm more than happy to cane row your hair and reinstall them or put new ones in because, um, yeah, your hair your hair is very easy to cane row. It's very nice and thick. It holds very well. Thank you. But yeah, that's what you did for me. I've maintained that. Like I say, my look is quite rustic anyway. So I'm not like, I'm not looking raggedy. I'm, I'm, I'm looking, 
I'm looking rustic, not raggedy, but I always look quite rustic, so it's not too much of a problem well, for me. <laughs> well, that picture that you sent me, there's a picture that you sent me where I think you ha- we had just put the locks in, and your skin was glowing. Oh, I don't know what that hair that, did that to you. It hasn't just... been maintained. My skin is breaking out a lot, and I don't know what it is. Maybe it was the lack of, like, I didn't go out very much at the very beginning, Maybe the lack of sunlight yeah. or something, but I've been getting really spotty. Also, the sugar I've been eating and my water intake had got a bit rocky. I'm like reestablishing it now. So okay. my skin actually is making me cry a little bit right now, but I'm going to mend it. Oh. I'm going to mend it. <laughs> um, I'm going to start drinking water again. Um, and I'm going to keep baking sugary treats to once a week so that I don't keep consuming sugar at this rate um so we'll mm. see hopefully that'll improve give it another two weeks and see what i look like but um no no i i you know obviously you can camera your own hair and put your own hair in and just order it wherever you want to order it and do your own thing and you've also always just been very kind of hands-on with beauty and been able to do a lot of these these things yourself so how are you looking how are you getting on well, I'm in indoors. I'm definitely looking like a house girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely looking like somebody's cleaner. <laughs> like I'm not looking that bad, but I, I'm not making any effort whatsoever, and it's simply because no one is seeing sure. me. <laughs> um, but it's also quite nice because I'm definitely giving my skin a break. I'm not put, applying any uh, cosmetic products on my face. Unless, like, I'm going to the shop and I actually just want to pencil in my eyebrows and put a bit of lip gloss on so that I can just feel a bit better about myself. Um, Or if I'm just in the mood to take some cute cute photos. Like, if I'm just in the mood to play with makeup. I've done that a couple of times. Just experiment with some looks and um, just take a few photos so that I just remember that I can actually look all right. (laughs) How about this whole... whole, uh, um trend of like dressing up to go nowhere and all the um don't rush videos like have you oh my god obsessed with that (laughs) obsessed with that i was recently um i recently was a guest on someone else's podcast the beauty me podcast uh, and that episode should be releasing in the next week or so and i did discuss the fact that i had probably watched every single don't rush challenge (laughs) Like there's this, there's a whole variety of them from from mothers to um, the crochet. I think you sent me the crochet girls, crochet didn't you? Girls. The girls who did. Oh my god! Crochet, and then there's also really cannot crochet or have the patience to follow the buttons. There's tech girls, so girls who like work in those the tech space, the STEM space. There's so many, and there's also the couples as well. Oh, yeah. And there's the guys with the nice beards. There's just so many. I'm so into seeing black and brown people do create content like this in such a collaborative way, such an inventive and creative way. I'm so here for this. Like, it's so crazy that it took a pandemic to bring people together like this. But I'm enjoying it. Really am. Yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been really fun. It's been a wonderful distraction. Um, yeah, the Don't Rush videos are fun. They um I haven't I haven't like fully dressed up though I haven't dressed up for anything, um even no, just to go to the shops is more about safety and practicality and 
putting on something I can rip off easily once I get home and put straight in the washing machine. So I really, I really ain't been dressing up at all. Um, yeah. I put makeup on twice though. That was that was mm. nice. Uh, just kind of seeing yeah. my eyebrows filled in. Yeah, that was that was good. Honestly, do you know what? Speaking of eyebrows, I cannot wait for the lockdown to be over because I want to go and get my eyebrows microbladed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have decided that I'm tired of this crackhead look of, <laughs> of having very faint eyebrows. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I don't look like a crackhead, but I'm just tired of having faint eyebrows I want I like a very strong brow I like a very strong and defined brow and that's the that's the brow look that I do every single day anyway so I'm gonna invest in microblading I've already found the the girl who's gonna do it for me and luckily she's based in East London like I could literally walk to the shop um but yeah for safety purpose for health and safety purposes I shall not be taking on or should I shall not be doing that until lockdown is officially over but that is definitely something that I'm gonna do like I cannot wait to do it like imagine just waking up and your eyebrows already on (laughs) (laughs) like what more could I ask for (laughs) I I think my eyebrows are quite they're quite they're not too like sparse they're actually quite thick um and they've, they've got quite a bit of hair in there when I when I do draw in my eyebrows, it's just to kind of maybe kind of bring them up even more and make them look even... Mm-hmm. I don't really... When I do eyebrows, I don't really do like a defined brow. I do quite a kind of wild-looking brow anyway. It's not smooth. So it's just to kind of mm-hmm. almost emphasise my eyebrows even more. But, um, yeah, I, microblading is not something I've ever considered. It sounds amazing. Is it, like, semi-permanent? Is it semi-permanent? Yeah, yeah. so... It is semi-permanent. It's basically a, a mild tattoo, mm. if you will. You know, it's something, there's ink actually going under the surface of your skin. And I think it can last anywhere between a year to 18 months. Oh, okay. Uh, but, but the thing is, I've heard, a, I've heard several women say that they've had it and they've had it for like three years and, and it's just stayed on. Like it hasn't faded or anything. It just looks amazing. I'm definitely going to have it done because I feel like it's an investment and and I'm because I'm just into beauty anyway like it's something I want to try you know if I do it and I don't like it then I never have to do it ever again I might be stuck with odd looking eyebrows (laughs) but then there's also makeup that I can just use to kind of conceal and define it in the way that I wish to but yeah why not I'm I'm quite excited to give it a go I think the only plan that we really had that kind of got stopped by lockdown was uh, getting a shed. That was it, really. Getting a shed and getting our spare room kind of cleared out. Nothing else has really been paused too much. I haven't... I mean, lockdown is obviously hard and everything and, you know, restricted from seeing our families. My mum, we took my daughter to visit my mum my daughter had to stay in the car, my mum had to stay outside the car. Aww. Yeah, she saw her through the window and my daughter was really confused, like, why can't I go to Nana? Um, it's, it's it's hard in that sense, but I've been fine at home. I've, I've been quite all right staying at home. I I don't miss the outdoors. 
I think I'm I'm quite an in, not, not an introvert. I'm quite a homebody. I think that's what I've learned. I'm mm-hmm. quite a homebody, and I'm quite okay with this um, this state of things. Um, so, I, I yeah, I haven't I haven't really struggled too much in terms of not being able to go outside, other than my family. Um, I I don't need to be seen outside. I don't care. Um, so I've been I've been yeah I've been kind of quite relaxed other than the intenseness of, of my daughter of my daughter every day I've been quite relaxed in the setting quite content really I feel quite content right now in terms of that's good home life and staying home um you also sound quite content as well you sound quite chilled yeah I feel good I feel pretty good uh, and I'm grateful for that completely because I know that there's there's people in very different situations um you know I have a garden so I'm able to like be able to expend our energy out there a lot um yeah and i know it's the, the, you know the circumstance i live in is it probably is different to others but i feel mm-hmm. i feel yeah i feel pretty at peace I feel quite at peace in this situation almost until you know new things are announced or new things pop up i feel all right um yeah so the beauty side of things that you know will come with the things that were put on pause I didn't have major things coming anyway, so I yeah I feel okay. I feel content, but there are people like we were discussing earlier. You know, obviously their wedding plans and travel plans, all kinds of things. Although we did have a holiday cancelled, so British Airways cancelled our flight to the Czech Republic. We want to go to Prague, um, in April, and that right. got cancelled. But otherwise, yeah, it's pretty minor for me and, and my family so far. Um, I I don't know in terms of plans for this lockdown um and ideas around your creativity are you feeling like you'll be able to have that time and that space to to start focusing on it again as well start focusing on your projects yes yeah i i will try i'll give it a try i think my i think i just want to allow myself to just try things one thing that I have been doing that's been giving me a bit of pleasure and joy is watercoloring so I've been using watercolors to like draw shapes (laughs) I know this sounds like really elementary but it's just something that I used to do growing up I would just sit in my room and put Nirvana on (laughs) this I'd listen to like grunge and just chill out and like paint and sketch for hours and that was because there was no internet there was no such thing as the internet in the home did not have a smartphone did not have a tablet had none of these things all I had was just art yeah. or books um, um, and I have a, a business idea that I'm currently developing I won't speak on it but I am working on something that I'm hoping to launch at some point this year. Uh, I don't know when that's going to be, but I just think I just have to like be patient because I don't want to stress myself out with trying to put, put something out now in this time where I feel like my energy is elsewhere, my focus is elsewhere. Uh, there's there's a few things happening within my com- within my workplace. The company's going through certain changes at the moment, so that's taking quite a lot of my mental energy. 
at this time. But hopefully it'll get easier. Who knows? It might get worse. I might get even more stressed within April and May, June, etc. Or things might ease up and I might feel like I have more energy to, to devote to creative projects. We shall see. That is definitely a, a to-be-confirmed thing. But if anyone is interested in trying something new or learning something new, I definitely recommend... Uh, signing up to Skillshare and that is not a sponsored drop by the way <laughs> it's definitely none not, of these mentions are sponsored <laughs> definitely not sponsoring this podcast but Skillshare are offering two months first two months free so you can do an art course or something a bit more technical if you wish to there's lots of interesting things going on there Things that can be learnt within a couple of hours. It's quite speedy. I mean, there's and there's then, a lot of pressure, I think, also, though. And people are, you know, at the beginning of this lockdown, everyone was like, if you don't develop your side hustle, you know, your business plan, you know, you're wasting your time. And then as things went on, it became more of a thing of, you know, we're, we're just trying to survive right now. If you need to rest, just mm-hmm. rest. Um, and for yeah. a lot of people, you know, maybe they don't have the mental capacity right now to start planning these other, you know, side ideas and developing these ideas because they're, they're literally trying to survive. And yeah. um, so it'd be really good, I think, to talk about some of the um, support that's available to yeah. people um, at this point, I think, in terms of this lockdown, this quarantine period. Um because people are facing joblessness, uh, losing their, their jobs, losing, losing their livelihoods. Um, and it's a stressful time. It, it can be, definitely, it can be a time of great creativity, of relaxation. But for a lot of people, it's a very stressful time, a very um, challenging time. So, um, obviously, there's um, companies right now are looking to furlough their employees um yeah where they you know they pay you i think it's like 80 percent of your of your wage or 80 percent of your income or monthly income um until the government then kind of reimburses that company so that's an option for some people who are employed um but then there's a self-employed side which is a bit more complicated because for so long the government wasn't really releasing any support for self-employed people um even though even though self-employed people pay hell hell loads of taxes yeah and you know but it kind of seems as if self-employed people are just almost like institutionally just kind of like off the grid in some senses yeah because they have to have to pay they have to prove their income basically to get the support so the way Mm -hmm. that self-employed people prove their income is from having you know, having show having books to show their income and the taxes they've paid and proving their taxes for the last like four or five years or three mm. to five years. Um, the situation I think with this pandemic is that if you are someone that's recently uh, self-employed, it's so like if you're only self-employed, I guess from 2019 into the 2020 tax year, you cannot get the support that people who have been self-employed from before that um, and have the the books to show you can't get the support they can so those people 
Um, I think are able to get some kind of support from the government but for people who are only recently self-employed their only option really is um, universal Universal credit credit. yeah universal credit Um, not job seekers Mm. allowance because I don't think they may not have the the national insurance contributions or I guess that in a sense they're not really jobless they're just kind of paused by the pandemic Um, so yeah it's universal credit and then the, obviously the wait time for universal credit is it takes like 30 days for them to assess if you're receiving any money. And I do believe as well, the government have said that there's no way to speed up that wait time. So you apply, you have to wait 30 days. Um, and then they decide if you've received nothing in that time, that's how they support you. Basically, that's how they decide to support you um, with the full amount, I guess, if you've received nothing in that 30 day lead up. Um, so that's what self-employed people are getting. Employed people are getting furloughed, hopefully. Um, should their company be able to support them in that way. Um, but then there's also, um, you kind of br- uh, brought me onto this, there's also um, individuals sharing different sources and grants um, and ways to uh, gain support from slightly alternative avenues as well, you were mentioning before. Yeah. Yeah, it's something that I saw uh, the very lovely Emilia who is um who works within the the art space and she's also a great advocate for artists Emilia Ide has created a blog post listing all the various sources of grants and funding for artists I haven't really gone through the list properly but we'll definitely leave a link to that post in the show notes for anyone who is an artist and does require some form of financial support to help and aid with art or living costs, whatever it may be. Um, There's quite a lot of information on there, which is good. So I I reckon that depending on whatever circumstance you find yourself in, there should be something that, that might be right for you. there um and that's in the uk she's based as well so is i think that that list probably is mainly to do with the uk um there's um on twitter i saw someone um posting that they they're based in new york i think from my because they're based somewhere in america i think it's new york but um their their twitter handle is uh sammy figs so s-a-m-y-f-i-g-s and they were recently uh, tweeting out that they're happy to support people with applying for emergency funds as they're a bid writer. Um, and this person is a trans activist. And they um, were also kind of encouraging others to, uh, and other people were also offering their services in the same thread, um, just offering to help people who are like in uh, basically writing, um, creative writers, supporting them finding emergency funds um and there's so many people pulling together to support people in this way as well so if you're also feeling at a loss in terms of just your creative side of things too or if if you creative um creative uh if you work in the creative sphere basically there are loads of funds available i think probably prs as well is offering support for their musicians yeah i saw that um, as well as um if you are you know, needing more advice is probably also the Musicians Union. They could 
if you're a member of the musicians union they'd be able to advise too um and just yeah looking to these these sources for support especially if you're a member of them as well as a, as an artist or a creative writer um but so many people online are also just offering their support to people um so just try and look out for that too and i'll link this twitter handle too and I think they've said that they've had over a hundred people message them, um, so they've had to, they've had to focus on the first hundred. This is like a first wave, and there'll be a second wave of people, um, that they'll be able to offer help to as well. So just look out for that too. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be, obviously, it's, uh, there's no time limit to this, so you can't kind of sit and wait. You really have to kind of, as hard as it is, try and get on finding the support so that you can try and keep as steady as possible during this time. Um, Definitely. And it's, it's enough pressure already trying to just stay alive and stay well. And then you've got to source your income and source, source money in a time where you can't go and make money the way you usually would. So yeah, yeah it's, it's tough and it's going to require so much resilience, obviously. Um, I just I wouldn't I I wouldn't want to be in in that kind of position myself. I I don't think yeah. <laughs> I don't think I have the um the energy in in my current state. I think you'd adapt, obviously, but in, from the outside looking at it, you're like, oh, I, I don't have the energy for this. I can't face it at the minute. But you just have to. There's some people that just have to. Um, yeah just remembering those people artists are really brave yeah just remembering artists because because there's just such a lack of security in that world and i think even for me it was just like i came to a decision where i don't like that that feeling of not really knowing when or where your next gig is coming from Mm -hmm. you know after a while i think the novelty of it all wears off and it's just it's not for everybody, but for those for those who are practicing artists and who depend on their income from their art, this is not a time to be prideful or to or to just you know have an issue with taking help. Closed mouths don't get fed. If there is help available to you, please take it. Take advantage of the help that is available. And also spread the word to your fellow artists, to your communities, so that people can access things that can help them get by. Definitely, sharing is needed, and people have been sharing, so um, yeah, it's it's going to help make the situation move along uh, with a little bit less stress to be sharing what you found and sharing any help you can offer. Have have you made have you had to make any changes or adjustments to your spending habits or just how you manage your finances in general during this time? Um I haven't I haven't yet. Um my spending my spending has changed um and actually my budget's increased because I'm not paying for my daughter's nursery fees anymore. 
So Wow we you must be rich then. <laughs> so yeah. These nurseries are charging a grand a I month. Know. You must be rolling in it right now. So that that's actually really helped. Um but I don't want to go, you know, mad because I've actually transitioned from an agency role into a permanent role. And that was happening as the lockdown was happening. Um so there's actually mm. going to be like a month and a half wait before I get my next pay. Which um Okay could definitely you know make things a bit shaky so what actually and this isn't not even so much to do with the budget it's just more to do with not wanting to go out to the shops excessively um so i I have been using up a lot of things in my cupboard things that have been sitting there for ages that i haven't really had a use for ingredients that i wouldn't usually use i bought them and never really used them that everything's getting used and i'm using everything i'm finishing everything before really venturing out which is quite a good feeling because, you know, those things were going to end up going off in my cupboard and becoming a waste, you know, a waste of money, really. So everything's getting yeah. used to minimise the amount that I'm going out to shops and the amount that I'm spending because there's already things here. And it is such, you know, you can't predict what's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, I'm, try- I'm trying to be mindful. Um I haven't done much online shopping in terms of like clothes. I've seen people shopping for clothes and like buying clothes just to wear at home. I haven't done much of that. I bought some running trainers because I got into running again in the last month, but that's it. I haven't been doing clothes shopping. How about you? I definitely have not been doing any clothes shopping either because no, ain't nobody going to see the clothes. And who knows if those clothes that I buy will even fit me in the next two months anyway. <laughs> <laughs> with all this baking that I'm doing uh, I don't um, I haven't made any significant changes but one thing I definitely have been doing is just been expressing a lot of gratitude and thanks for the position that I'm in and I think the reason being is because I do recognise that I'm in a position of privilege to not only not be employed but also be able to uh, work from home uh, my my income hasn't been affected yet I say that <laughs> and so nothing's changed but I, I am quite careful and frugal with spending anyway um, and I work in finance so I have a mind for the for careful spending and thoughtful spending and meaningful spending if you will like I I need to find a way to justify my spending in a way that serves me purpose like I'm not the type of person that just throws money at anything like that's just not me (laughs) but at the same time I do like to enjoy my life and I like nice things so I try to keep just a good balance of of two you know a bit of spending for fun and enjoyment but then also the necessities and the things I truly need but I've not had to I've not had to make any changes or adjustments and I've not really like bought anything I'm not buying any clothes all these companies are selling me these deals and discounts for loungewear I already have loungewear I don't have to buy another piece of loungewear just to be cute and feel good at home like and my loungewear is literally just hoodies and tracksuit bottoms and t-shirts and vests like things that don't wear outside anymore 
Exactly, t-shirts from like five years ago. I don't need to update my loungewear to feel cute indoors. I already, I feel good anyway, regardless. Um, but, but one thing I have found is just like, I have probably changed my habits around food shopping. I'm probably thinking more like long-term food as opposed to just like buying something that will like just last like a day or so in the in the house Actually, yeah you know when I and I, I didn't do much baking before I've been making so many dumplings I don't usually buy flour I've been making dumplings like all the time and mm-hmm. I haven't bought a ready meal I haven't bought a ready meal for the last month and a mm-hmm. half really yeah not bought any ready meals everything is about you know batch cooking um mm-hmm. baking long life food um yeah stuff frozen that you can things. yeah um it's it's really been it's it has changed actually the shopping i the type of shopping i've done not necessarily spending but the type of shopping i've done has changed in terms of food i think about it a bit more yeah definitely did you get caught up in the um panic buying not not to say that you were a panic buyer, but did you suffer as a result of the panic buying that did happen like three, four weeks ago? So what happened is actually the school I work at had a scare back in February. And when that happened, um, and I saw just how it shut everything down, we basically had to call parents and say, yeah, once your kids arrived home, you can't leave. Everyone needs to quarantine. Um, and then we actually yeah. had to... to cancel it because we realized the person um um although the, the the government basically the government information wasn't very clear so the person didn't need the person that had returned didn't need to quarantine and the whole class didn't need to quarantine as well but for one day they did when we were not sure of the advice and um that made me think well this is this is to come so i actually started buying back in February, not like huge amounts, just making sure I had things stocked up. Um, and then when the lockdown, when it started going towards lockdown, my husband was in a Sainsbury's and I think, no, it wasn't a lot to have. It was when Italy kind of blew up in terms of its cases. My husband was yeah. in a, a Sainsbury's and he'd just gone in there for lunch, like to buy some lunch and he saw people panic buying. And oh. he was like, what's going on? He got swooped up in the panic, but he just started panic buying. He didn't quite know, oh, no. he didn't quite know what it was. <laughs> he just went for lunch. And he was like, I need to buy some soap. I need to buy some toilet paper. I need to buy some water. In the middle of his lunch break, he started shopping. So, um, oh man. Yeah, he. It's such a reactionary yeah, thing, isn't it? it? Is. It's like you, you almost feel like this compulsion to follow suit. Yeah. It's, it's human uh, instinct and it's human nature. I mean, you, some, pe- some people call it stupid and whatnot, and yet it does affect other people. But at the end of the day, like, hum- like when it comes down to it, as humans, we're primitive and we're always going to, like, look after ourselves. We're always going to want to do things that uh, ensure our survival. <laughs> but even if... It- but the thing that I don't really understand is why people were panicked by a toilet. Well, I, I don't think that has anything to do with survival because that was just a bit weird to me. It was a weird one. Um, it... The past, the pasta and the rice, I could understand because oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't buy pasta for like a whole month. I could not see pasta on any shelf anywhere. <laughs> but the toilet roll, I just was like, why are you 
buying toilet and roll toilet like this. Roll. They, they restock. It was never going to run out. I guess it's uh, someone had told me it's probably because, you know, if you run out of certain foods, there are alternatives. But for a lot of people, there's no alternative to toilet paper for, you know, their toilet usage. Which obviously is a very Western idea, but for them, it's very yeah, Western. There's no alternative. It is very Western. There is an alternative but toilet paper when it comes to your toilet habits. So that's yeah. probably why it was such a big thing in like the UK and Australia as well. It was huge in Australia too. Um, the toilet paper yeah. panic buying. But um, no, I, I wouldn't say I got swooped up in in panic buying. I just kind of that experience in the school made me think. Let me just make sure. I don't have to come back to the shops for a little while. Um, that's kind mm-hmm. of what I did. I didn't do huge things, just made sure I had things in stock and had some long life milk and that kind of thing. That was it, really. One thing that I wish I did panic by was buying braiding hair. Really? <laughs> and just buying a whole load of shit from the beauty, the ethnic beauty store. Had I known, had I known, Janice. I'd, I'd be here with like 10 packs of expressions. <laughs> Seriously, I really would do. I mean, you can still order online. I know the pricing is like not as. as it's not the same. It's, just not, it's not the yeah. same. Like, you know, every single time we've ever been to the beauty store together, like, you know, it's a different experience when we stand there and we look at the hair, we touch yeah. the hair, or we just look at the products that we're buying, we look at the ingredients, all these things that are so important. Because you need to know be you need to know what you're putting into your body. Mm. It's like it's just it's not the same experience. Yeah, it's not, it's not. When it comes to hair, braiding hair definitely it's not. I, I, I touched when we were looking for these locks, I touched so many different packets and this mm-hmm. is not quite it, this is not quite the look. You know, you see it online and it arrives and you're just sad because it's really not what you wanted. <laughs> like that hairpiece you bought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was not quite right. Um, I gave it to my mum in the end, that hairpiece. It would suit her better. Oh, yeah. oh amazing. Yeah. Um, no, as I think, yeah, panic buying, it, it did get very selfish. It did get very... Um, Aggressive. Yeah, aggressive. Um, and I, I think I did miss the height of it because I, I already did from February have a couple of things um, just to kind of keep us over. And now everything is, obviously it's a panicked time, but things have settled in that panicked time. The shopping habits have settled. The, you know, the, the rules around shopping obviously much stricter. And there's limits yeah. on how much people can take, so things are not running out as badly anymore. Um, so yeah, we got through to that time basically, made it through without too much panic buying. Going back to the topic of finances, I think that is a excellent time for us all to just think about what we really want for ourselves um, in terms of security and a safety net. And I'm a big advocate for people having emergency funds and just having something to fall back on in difficult times. 
and I'm 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 the friend. I'm the annoying friend that is always banging on to my other friends about having an emergency plan and, and having savings, save for a rainy day. And lo and behold, COVID is the biggest rainy day that any of us could have like ever expected. Yeah. A lot of a lot of um, people in the personal finance world do recommend having three to six months of of living expenses. Boy, who, who um, is going to manage that renting in London? There's not many people that can manage that renting in London. It's hard. It, it is hard, but it is doable. Um, not to boast, I have managed to do it. <laughs> it, did, it didn't happen overnight. It took a couple of years and it took a lot of discipline and changes in in just how I was you know spending my money just changes in my outgoings but it's something that can be a a difference between you know being in a good situation or being homeless or being without you know um but yeah it's definitely a time to reflect on what we're doing with our outgoings because no one wants to be in a position where they have to be desperate for something. Yeah. And if you're in an extreme position where you actually really have no one else that you can ask or or fall back on or depend on, then this is definitely the time to, like, I hate to use this term, but to level up. <laughs> and I'm I'm really cautious about having this conversation because... I really am worried about coming off as someone who is, oh, like, you know, I I know better than you. Or, I like, I really am not trying to come across as, like, an expert or, or a personal finance expert. Defin- I definitely am a personal finance enthusiast, but I wouldn't call myself an expert. And I always feel that fear of putting like making people feel feel like I'm putting them down or shaming people for bad habits you know this is definitely not the time to feel ashamed or to feel hard like to be hard on yourself like if you have been living paycheck to paycheck and have been running through all your money on just material goods and stuff like that it's just the time to really sit down and think about how how you would want to finish 2020 like would you want to finish 2020 with a larger pot of savings or would you want to finish 2020 in in maybe like no savings and i think everybody would want to have savings not no savings yeah yeah it's it's about obviously how they can it's about becoming more aware of how you spend definitely you know other than the things that you cannot you know, they, there's no choice. You must spend on this. It's like rent, rent, um, utility bills, that kind of thing that have to be paid. Then the stuff around it, mm-hmm. like takeaways. Obviously, I haven't been buying any takeaways recently. Clothes shopping. You know, these things that are kind of um, negotiable. You know, not not essential. Not necessary. Not necessary. Yeah. It's it's yeah. So it's been a time to look at that. I've actually started budgeting. I've started. Uh, writing up what my outgoings are so I've got a better picture of my bills now the things I choose mm-hmm. to pay for regularly and then the things that I just spend on how much I spend on shopping how much I spend on clothes shopping and beauty shopping that kind of thing um I've started doing that 
I need to go back to it. I started it back in March um, and I need to go back to it again so that when things mm-hmm. open up and obviously, our, you know, we kind of return to some kind of normal living situation again that I don't kind of go wild with my spending, you know, change the way I'm eating mm-hmm. and, and cooking and takeaways and all the rest of it. I think eating out is my biggest, it's my biggest thing. Eating out is my biggest money eater, definitely. Mm. And I haven't you know, done it recently. I always say to people, I always say to people, like, you, at the end of the day, like, you get to control, like, what you spend your money on. And you shouldn't let anybody shame you on what you spend your money on. But it's, it definitely does help to have a hold on it. So if you ever found yourself in a position where you felt like you were being out of control with eating out and takeaways, that that's when it's an issue but if you are able to pay your bills and look after your family, you know, be financially responsible towards your family and eat out, then you're doing it right. You found the right balance, but it's only you that, that can decide what that balance is. Like, it's only you that knows the ins and outs of your personal finances in that way. Yeah, completely. Um I guess if you you know if you've got the time, this is a good time to start striking up a budget and figuring, and also not just budgeting this year, looking at what you spent on last year, like just becoming more aware. Mm-hmm. So check what your kind of spending was like last year, and you know think about do I need to keep spending this way? Can I can I keep spending in this way? What do I need to adjust for the new year? How could I you know end up with a bit more savings at the end of this year? Um, I think the comparison of the previous year would be a good thing as well. Because when I used to do taxes as well, just seeing my incoming and outgoing, and that was quite useful for me. Um, So I think Mm. definitely comparing it to the previous year is a good shout as well in terms of budgeting. Just looking at how you spent and where you can make those cuts, where you can make those adjustments to to end up with a bit more at the end of of the year, definitely. At the end of the month even, just month to month. Yeah. And if anyone needs any useful apps, there are so many, quite a lot, that are actually free to use. Um, I use probably, I don't know how many apps I use, but I'm always going back to Emma. Oh, yeah. Because Emma is like kind of like a game. <laughs> it's It doesn't feel like a, a financial technology app. It's just something that's really easy to use. The user interface is like really friendly and colourful. It's not intimidating. There's also money dash money dashboard. Money dashboard is quite thorough. You have to put quite a lot of information in to really get the best use of data. Shall I say? Yeah. Uh, there's also you need a budget. A lot of people like you need a budget, but I think you have to pay for that. So whereas Emma, it, it just kind of takes the information from your bank accounts, doesn't it? So it's all yeah, it consolidates everything, yeah. which is kind of humbling because when it when it shows you that in a year you spent a hundred pound in McDonald's, you really have to sit down and <laughs> and evaluate yourself. <laughs> not that not that I have spent a hundred pound, but I'm just like giving an example. Yeah. It, like it consolidates like uh, the data in a sense, so you can really see where your money is going. Yes. Yeah, so whether you're using multiple it. cards, yes, that's probably the better word. Categorize, 
whether you're using a Monzo card or your um, current account card to pay for certain things, it is just all there for your eyes to see. And yes, you will be humbled, but what doesn't get uh, measured doesn't get managed. So it's just a really good way to track everything. Yeah, I've, I've used Emma before. I haven't heard of Money Dashboard. Um, but I will, I'll check that out. But Emma, I've, I've used Emma and it's, it is very easy to use. You just keep everything synced um, and it shows you, you know, I spent this much on travel, the things around petrol or around my MOT or around my uh, tax, you know, car tax, that kind of thing. It's, it's very useful to see the, the categorization of, of your spending, knowing that you've, you know, eaten out however many times and this is how much it's cost for the last three months definitely yeah no sometimes the app is a bit shady because sometimes like they'll tell you oh you're you are like in the top uh percentage of people who spend money in kfc or something like that and i just think like why do you why did you need to tell me that <laughs> why, why did you need to tell me that i am really enjoying fast food right now but um, yeah, like I said, it will humble you and it will make you revise some of your spending habits. And I guess it's just up to you as an individual, up to myself as an individual to think about any possible changes to make. Um, but yes, enough about finance and money mm-hmm. and boring stuff. Would you like to play a game? I would. That would be fun. Okay, so I was thinking we could play a song association game. Okay. Using the theme of quarantine. Okay. All right, so I'm going to give you three words. We'll start with three words. Yeah. And you have to think and also sing. So, yeah, you might want to... Clear your throat and get ready to sing. (laughs) Anything that comes to mind when you hear these words. And I will be lenient with you. Like, I'll give you, like, five, ten seconds to think of something. But if you take too long, then you've definitely lost a point or you've missed out on a point. Okay. Then you sing sing what you come up with, then. If If I take too long. Oh shit, that just makes the game even harder then because I don't... <laughs> okay, we'll see, we'll see, okay. we'll see. I'll try. I'll try and, and sing if I can think of something. Sure. All right, are you ready? Yes. Okay, so my first word for you is alone. Alone. Oh God. I'm thinking of all by myself, but not alone. Hang on. Oh, man. Oh, I'm actually really bad at this already. <laughs> I can't think of Jan- it. Jan- on the first one. You've already failed. On the first you have already one. failed. <laughs> oh, my days. Alone. Okay, you give me one. What would you put for alone? Oh, my God. Do you know the funny thing is I can't even think of one right now. <laughs> It's all by myself, but alone. All my days. No, I don't have one. Okay, so we've kind of both failed on that one. Okay, okay. (laughs) Let me give you one. Let me give you one. 
Um, okay. So the first word I'll give you is window. Can I get a window seat? Don't want nobody next to me. <laughs> okay. Our first success. Yay. Is that because, like, when you're quarantined, you just all you can do is stare out the window? Yeah, yeah that's all you got. <laughs> That is what I've been doing every day. That's all I do. Stare at the window and just look at like the sky, to I, to just figure out what's going on weather-wise. Yeah, it's really sad, isn't it? That's all we got for now. <laughs> okay, so that's your first one then. All right, success. So my next one for you. Hopefully, this should be easy, but we'll see. Is freedom. Freedom. Sorry, did you say freedom? Yes, freedom. Okay. Um, freedom, freedom, A-R-U. Is that Beyonce? Freedom. I knew you were going to sing that. I don't even know the lyrics to it, really. I just said the tune. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually really bad at other people's songs. I'm awful at other people's songs. Okay, boy, you got your, you got your first point, Janice. Congratulations. Okay. Yay. All right, so my next word for you is um outside oh this is so corny but it's that george michael song let's go outside (laughs) go outside where the sun shines take me to the places that i can't remember the lyrics but i think you know the song i'm I'm singing right Is that outside? Am I singing something else completely I different? I think I think you're singing something different. Oh, shame. I, oh no, I really am. I, I really am actually. No, I'm not singing outside at all. <laughs> yeah, I just remember George Michael having that really seedy music video because I think that he had a case uh, where he was caught in a he was caught doing something illicit and sexual in the toilets or something. Yeah, in Hampstead, I think. Yeah. Yes, and so he kind of played on that in his music video for Outside. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I'm, I was thinking something completely different, actually. Yeah, oh, gosh, I think I'm you were. Awful about other people's <laughs> songs, my goodness. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right, so my next, or should I say my final word for you is inside. Um. You can see inside me when you come inside me. Do you wanna ride inside my love? You sing it, girl. Inside my love. You sing it. That's beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Okay, my last one for you uh, is. uh, Let's say, sorry. Tears. Pardon? Tears. Like crying. Tears. Tears. Oh. Oh. Oh, all I could ever be to you is a. Oh, what's the song? My tears dry on their own. He walks away. Oh, yeah. The sun goes down. Yeah, Amy Winehouse. Wicked. 
I think I found one for alone yet. That's bothering me now. Alone. Alone, alone. That's bother me. Oh, no. I'm pretty sure there's a million songs that have lyrics that go on like, I don't want to be alone. Something like that. <laughs> something like that. So, Just make so one out. I'm pretty sure there's an eighties sure song that has something about I don't wanna be alone tonight. Yeah. Something like that. No, I ain't got it. We'll just make one up. No problem. That's also fine. Just make up a song. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Thank you for that. So, actually, you know what? That's another thing of this quarantine is people have been playing so many more games, house party. My friend has put her, a, a game show on YouTube, so she's made a game show. I started show. watching it. Um, I started watching it. That was so funny. Together. But I actually had to use my brain. Yeah. And like house party <laughs> of the games it has, quizzes and stuff, finding new ways to interact digitally, basically. Um, so yeah, thank you for playing that with me. That was fun.